Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Hello and welcome to episode 567 of Under the Call of MS. This is a reviews and previews episode. Part 1 of probably 3 that we'll be putting out this weekend. Got a few little comics to review and then we'll get right into the previews of goodies coming out in the future. That was a little quote from Yoda, I guess, but it doesn't sound like Yoda, so I don't know why he'd speak like that, and I think it would be more like, dark side is fear, anger is fear, hate is anger, suffering is hate, (laughs) I don't know, Uh, but usually he doesn't talk in legit sentences, so. I don't think that quote's really his, but who knows. I could be wrong. Alright, let's get into some reviews. We got Barbaric, number three. This is taking us... I think this is the penultimate. I think this... They usually do four-issue runs on these. But a new player has entered the field. Sarah, Soren's mentor. Is she good? Is she evil? What the hell is the deal with these chains? Meanwhile, Owen, Deadheart, and Frogly go on a heist quest. Like Ocean's... $11, or Ocean's 11, but in hell. This was an interesting episode because our groups are split up while Owen and Froggy and stuff are dealing with the things in hell. And... We have uh, our vampire, our witch, and uh, there's someone else with them, I believe, on a separate quest on Earth, (laughs) whereas some are in hell, some are on Earth trying to deal with things, and our witch has the axe now and we have the new barbarians uh, books that are going to be coming out the issue one here i think will be coming out next month i'll be getting it and that's going to run off this that's going to introduce us to another interesting weapon that probably talks and drinks blood probably some type of barbarian sword i'm guessing but for some reason the axe is I think is going to fall into that storyline too. Since we have our barbarian running around with the witch and the vampire. And I think that's going to cross over somehow with these two stories. They're all in the same world. That's why I decided to jump on the 
Barbarian storyline to see where it's going to go. See if it's as enjoyable as Barbaric has been. But I want Owen to get his axe back. Axe belongs with Owen. I don't like that the axe is with the witch. Hopefully we'll get that squared away and get it back to where it needs to be. But we're coming up on, I think, the final issue of this run. And we'll see what happens. Then we got the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number 7 of 12. In this issue, Velma is on kind of an America's Got Talent type show. And she does her karate thing. And she won the last contest that they had. And she's competing again for a chance to win the contest and leave the Mystery Incorporated crew and go off on a full-time gig traveling around the world doing their little events, their little America's Got Talent events. <clears throat> but while they're getting together, and if you hear me taking pauses and stuff, it's because I have a nice hot cup of coffee that I will be sipping at. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, at this uh, talent show, Bruce Wayne's one of the judges. They end up having some contestants that go disappearing, missing. So the rest of Mystery Inc. tries to kind of fill in with their own little talents for the talent show. So they can keep the show going and more... People keep disappearing, and you'll have to see what or who or whom is hiding behind whatever mask that Mystery Incorporated ends up unveiling. Then we checked out Dark Ride issue five. I was gonna, I'm stopping after issue six, I think. The story, this issue, the story is getting better again. It kind of started to go downhill. The last couple issues, as you know, if you've been following, a kid that's obsessed with horror goes into the park, ends up becoming part of the park, or gets killed in the park. His sister finds him hanging, and she goes and berserk and loses it and then she gets and this gives us some history going back into the park owners history and stuff and learn more about the children how they were born what happened who their mother was all that the two kids that are whose dad runs the park built the park uh the girl's name is halloween i forget what his name is but uh yeah, we got the sister of the kid that hung himself. She's working with the boy, that, the son of the park owner, trying to learn more about what's going on in the park, while at the same time, Halloween, the girl of the owner, is trying to recruit more people and rides into the park, and our two characters go exploring into the bowls of the park and they find some interesting stuff along the way. 
I'd say this is picking up again. I got bored with it, decided to jump off it. Now it's kind of like, yeah, <clears throat> let's get back to the story and have some fun. So, yeah, I'd like to see where this goes, but I still think I'm going to stop after issue six and just see what happens, how long it goes, how far it goes. All right, next up we got I Hate This Place, or if you got my cover, it's Fuck This Place, issue seven. This inbred story, <laughs> and you got the holier-than-thou family that's hating the daughter that's a lesbian, and all that stuff's going on, while you also have ghost haunting the house that they're taking care of, the girls, and the one gal's father and his evil minions have entered our house last issue and kind of kind of trying to deal with these characters in their own way. It's like they can't accept what has happened in their daughter well, in his daughter's past life and current life and he wants to kill everything to make it right. Like it's going to make it better if you kill someone's lovers. Uh, but yeah, it's I decided last last issue I was done when you had the whole hillbilly inbred family enter the storyline. It was fun with just the house issues and the ghost and the workers coming in and dealing with the entities around them and all that. That was fun. And then it got to this whole family inbred sidekick type. Basically, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, that kind of feel to it as far as these characters are. But I didn't care for it. Uh, the story did get a little better in here than last issue, but I'm still done. I think this is the last one I had ordered. I thought I was done with issue six, but issue seven showed up, so I had to check it out. All right, final one I'm going to talk about. Got Grim Fairy Tales from Xenoscope 2023 May the 4th Cosplay Special. This was done nicely. Uh, get ready to check out all your favorite Grim Universe heroines and villainesses, cosplaying as some of the most famous sci fi characters in the galaxy. Many of the industry's top artists contribute gorgeous pinups of the Grim Universe's most popular characters in this stunning collection. Also includes a never-before-published Grim Universe short story. And yeah, this is a... It had the short story with Red, the Red Riding Hood character in it. Exploring a place that kind of pulls you into like a Cthulhu-style storyline. With some interesting, possibly dead, zombie-ish type characters that she has to deal with. And a creature that's in the bowels of this structure that she finds out about and tries to save. And yeah, it's going to lead you into Keys of Cthulhu this summer. So I assume that it's a Cthulhu-based creature that we're dealing with. But 
you'll have to read it to find out. I don't think this short story was as enjoyable as last year's. Last year's, I thought, was one of the best stories of the year that they had, even though it was a short story. And same with the artwork. The artwork is beautiful, well done, but the characters themselves, I think the characters last year were way better. Uh, These ones are all right. These are more, felt more like B-style characters that they were showing off. Instead of focusing on some of the main interesting characters that I like, I prefer. But yeah, still good. I'll still get it every year if they keep bringing it out. But for now, I say last year's was the best so far. Uh, That's it for reviews. And we'll get back with previews right after this. It is time. It's that time again to do the previews for the month and see what you might want to pick up in the near future that is available. Don't know why this one's in a separate area, but I got a Pop Movies, The Flash, Batman, Unmasked, Alternate Reality, Previews exclusive vinyl pop figure from Funko. Gotta get the Batman Unmasked one. They also had a pretty cool John Wick one, but that one's probably sold out. I bloodied up John Wick that I seen. I think it might have been on Facebook. Sorry if I take breaks here and there. I'm drinking my coffee, so gotta drink it while it's warm. All right. We got a 2023 Street Fighter Swimsuit Special, number one, by Udon Entertainment. The World Warriors return for another fun-filled summer swimwear spectacular. Band favorites like Chung Li, Kami, and Yuri are joined by Street Fighter VI newcomers, including supermodel Jadoka Manon, graffiti ninja Kimberly, and wrestling behemoth Marisa. Oh, that's a bummer. They don't say anything about a short story. Like I said, if you're going to do a swimsuit issue, you should throw a fun little short story in there too, like some of the other creators have done in the recent years. We have Alice Never After, number one, by Boom Studios. Alice finally got her wish. Wonderland has become her new home. But with her abuser's avatar with the uncanny grin turning the mad residents of a moonstruck world against her, she's clawing for a little rationality amongst the chaos. As Alice's sister Edith and her childhood friend Earl fight for a way to bring her back, Alice has to contend with whether or not her torment is due to her father, herself, or maybe a curious combination of both. Superstar writer Dan Panosian and artist Giorgio Spalletta explore the morbid side of escapism in this twisted tale that blurs the line between fantasy and reality. 
There's all new Marvel now point one, number one, by Marvel Comics. Written by G. Willow Wilson, L. Ewing, Dan Slott, James Robinson, Nathan Edmondson, and Nick Spencer. Penciled by Adrian Alfana, Lee Garbett, Michael Allred, Steve Pugh, Phil Noto, Noto, and Riggs Morales. Kamala Khan makes her full debut as Miss Marvel to help usher in a landmark era for Marvel Comics. See the 21st century's greatest superhero sensation in action for the first time against the menace of the inventor. And fresh chapters begin for a host of other iconic characters as well. Loki embarks on a mission for Asgard. The Silver Surfer and Dawn experience the cosmic rays of Nauticus. A Kree pursuer and her special forces team prepare to invade the Earth. The Black Widow takes on a deadly assignment in Russia. And can Avengers buddy duo Cannonball and Sunspot keep the Hulk's power out of AIM's hands? It's one of the all-time great Marvel comic books, boldly represented in its original form, ads and all. So it's a reprint. I can assume to what Michael Allred did in there. But that one I might have to pick up. Yeah, it is a facsimile edition. I should have seen that. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but as I was clicking back, one of the covers was like 160 bucks. <laughs> Damn, I gotta see what that is all about. Well, that's with the 20% discount. It's 200 retail, but that's cover A. That's the regular Sel Salvador La Roca cover. Wow. That is crazy. Because it's the same exact thing as cover D, just doesn't have I mean, cover D looks better <laughs> but yeah that's that's crazy wow all right definitely not getting cover A <laughs> oh we got Amazing Spider-Man volume 6 annual number 1 by Marvel Comic Comics this one has a, a this and many other, I think, this month have special George Perez covers coming out, which is awesome. Sadly, we lost George recently, but yeah, that's that's awesome to see they're doing that. Those uh, it says look for more information in future issues, so we're not going to find out about that comic. I have a feeling a lot of the Marvel ones are going to be like that this month, like it's been. A, in some of the past few months, but I just there was a lot of stuff with all pictures and stuff for them, so I think they're a little behind on things. We got Antarctica number one by Image Comics. Series premiere Stargate meets his dark materials in a new non-stop sci-fi action blockbuster. Hannah's life imploded the day her father failed to return from the secretive Smith. Peterson Research Station in Antarctica. Alone and on the street, she's at her lowest ebb when a friend offers help. 
retrained as an engineer, Hannah secures a job at the same Antarctica station to search for her father and stumbles headfirst into a conspiracy that threatens everything she's ever believed. I wasn't sure if it was Stargate related the way they started that out or not, but let's see what is this Arca trade paperback by IDW Publishing. The world burned when society fell apart. A select group of billionaires had an escape hatch, a rocket aimed at the nearest habitable planet, a ship equipped with many of the luxuries of life on Earth. Why survive if you can't survive in style? Their every need is tended to by teenagers who are willing to act as slaves in return for the promise of a new life. This is a good story. But like so many stories, it is not true. Inside a great sealed survival chamber, one slave, a teenage girl named Persephone, discovers that the promised future of comfort is a myth. And with that knowledge, she must fight for her survival against the billionaires, who would gladly kill her to protect the hidden truth. Of course, it's a story that's been told many, 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 many times. All right. Archie Jumbo Comics Digest number 342 by Archie Comics. Two brand new stories. First, in Shop Until You Drop, Mad Doctor Doom is up to his old tricks. This time, his plan is to attack what everyone values most, their phones. The boy buddies are on the case unless little Archie and the gang distract them too much. Then, in Movie Mishap, famous director Steven Spielberg is directing a movie and using Lodge Mansion as the backdrop. The movie is based on the true story of an international gang of criminals. Archie, Jughead, Betty, and Veronica are all excited to be extras in the movie. But when a few other background actors are a little too good playing their roles, they're going to need a real detective on the case. Enter Fu Chang. Sounds like a fun one. Now we got Archie Showcase Jumbo Digest, number 14, Christmas in July, by Archie Comics. The tradition continues as Archie and the gang keep cool by bringing a little festive fun into the summertime. Enjoy the hot collection of holiday stories while you lounge by the pool. Okay, so that one doesn't have no new stories, but oh well. Still would be fun if you haven't got those stories yourself by now. This one I'm looking forward to. It's, it's almost like they're working a Four Horsemen's route. I'm kind of curious what if they're going to come out with a couple more books related to the Four Horsemen's characters. But we have Arn Anderson, My Life as the as the Enforcer graphic novel by SourcePoint Press. And last month we had the Ric Flair spy novel style comic uh, come out. And I'm looking forward to checking out. But your favorite professional wrestler's favorite professional wrestler your favorite professional wrestler's favorite professional wrestler is most likely Arn Anderson. If 
find out how this legendary performer went from being raised by his grandparents in rural Georgia to founding the Four Horsemen and beyond. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll feel the impact of the first ever spine buster as you're taken through Arn's journey that forever changed the worlds of wrestling and pop culture alike. I always liked Arn. He was an interesting character. Silent but deadly. <laughs> he is a perfect side... Well, not sidekick, but... Well, yeah, pretty much Flair was the head of the horseman. <laughs> so Iron was pretty much second in hand, in my opinion. Alright, one more sip of coffee here. That way that's finished. I uh, think about it anymore. We got Astonishing Iceman number one by Marvel Comics. Look for more information in the future, I guess. On that one. We got Betty and Veronica, Friends Forever, Beach Party One Shot by Archie Comics. A brand new story kicks off the summer fun issue. In Babby's River, Riverdale Beach Party, to celebrate the release of the new Babby movie, I'm guessing that's parodying off the Barbie movie, Veronica decides to throw an over-the-top beach party, with everyone dressed as their favorite Babby, Babby doll. The Lodge Beach House is turned into a lifelike version of Babby's Beach House, complete with unicorn rides on the beach, there are even some hints that a surprise guest will make an appearance. So when a handsome young stranger shows up, everyone wants to know who he is. All that plus even more fun in the sun stories and fabulous summer fashions. Mr. Lodge is going to be pissed. They're making movies with his house. They're turning it into a Barbie fun house. Poor bastard. I'm sure he's making a big buck off it one way or another. Alright, we got Barnstormers number one by Dark Horse Comics. <clears throat> Gotta get ready for this one. It's like a whole paragraph. It's 1918. The early days of the barnstorming era when pilots competed with each other by performing deadlier and more wondrous feats as we've never seen it before. Pilot John Barron is back from the front lines of the war. Is that the Red Baron? Where he was injured. At 18 years old, he is an adventurer who lives his life traveling from town to town in his plane, entertaining folks across the country, most of whom have never seen a car, let alone a plane. His world changes when he meets Helen a young woman who shares his passion for aviation and adventure. They become a traveling act, flying from town to town, delighting folks with their antics. Even Helen even becomes John's wingwalker, climbing out on the wing of the plane mid-flight to perform death-defying acrobatics. Along the way, they bond, confessing their secrets, and begin a romance in this lush, character-driven series that explores the early days of aviation and the evolving relationship and romance between two young pilots. 
Interesting, going back to the Red Baron days. Oops, my page jumped there. All right, I got Batman Beyond, Neo-Gothic number one by DC Comics. Terry McGinnis defeated the evil AI controlling Neo-Gotham and asserted himself as the one true Batman. But his next battle will bring him to the remains of old Gotham. Children are going missing and being swallowed by the city's old bones. Batman Beyond will have to go underground, led by a mysterious splicer named Kyle the Catboy, to find the children and confront the city's buried sins. What happened to the green of the city? What happened to magic? And what villains never left old Gotham? All these questions will be answered by the red-hot creative team of Colin Kelly and Jackson Lanzig and Max Dunbar. All right. More Batman stuff. We got Batman Justice Buster Volume 1 trade paperback by DC Comics. Gotham City has been under the protection of Batman for only a short amount of time. But since the vigilante's appearance, crime has changed. It's gotten more bold, more destructive. As Batman tries to rise up to meet these new threats, he develops a computer system, Robin, to help him analyze and subdue the rising criminal tide and hopefully one day put an end to crime in Gotham. But will its solution be one Batman can execute? So now he's making little Robin AI units. <laughs> All right, we got Beast of Bower Boulevard. Number one by American Mythology. From Willie's Wonderland creator G.O. Parsons and superstar artist Carlos Rod comes a thrill-ride story of sci-fi, suspense, and horror. Fearing a massive avalanche occurred, a deputy and his family are sent to investigate the welfare of a secluded ski town. Upon arrival, they, they discover the resort is under deadly assault by a mechanized, militarized robot dinosaur. This is the first chapter in an exhilarating three-part story arc. Get your animatronic atrocities lined up because this one's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, you pretty much got Godzilla with saws and all kinds of robotic hands and stuff. Yeah, that could be pretty deadly. All right. They have a Beauty of Horror Tarot coloring book trade paperback by IDW Publishing. It's just some awesome looking artwork on the cover itself, so I can just imagine what's inside. Let Guliana and her undead pals guide you through a truly sinister tarot experience filled with demons, werewolves, vampires, ancient spirits, and much, much more. This latest addition to the best-selling Beauty of Horror coloring book series just might be the world's creepiest take on the major and minor arcana you've never seen. A must-have for horror, horror fans. Included in this collection are 78 pieces of art 
by famed musician and illustrator Alan Robert, depicting each piece of the classic tarot in his own fiendish manner. Hmm. Sounds pretty interesting. Wife might enjoy that one. We have Bell Ancient Instincts by Xenoscope Entertainment. Synopsis, 32 pages of content. Bell Annabelle DeMarco is a hunter of beasts and protector of our world from threats unknown to the general masses. A covenant made by her father, her family generations long ago. But when one of the world's most ancient creatures, already familiar with the taste of Bella's bloodline, gets a hold of her scent, there will be no stopping the carnage left behind in its path to the hero. Oh no. Beyondtopia Legends Trade Paperback by Fairsquare Comics, LLC. When the past is the future, where unknown myths and legends are discovered, witness the birth of the mystic universe. Here comes Beyondtopia Legends from the mind of Indonesian visual artist Byron, or Brian Lenza. Yantopia Legends is an anthology series blending a variety of folklores, heroes, and legends, all reimagined for the American and international audiences, with a unique flavor. Horror, magic, social justice warriors, fantasy, sci-fi, there's something for everyone in the mystic universe. Co-spearheaded by award-winning Latinx author Henry Barajas. The anthology brings together the best artists from Indonesia and the world, including Sami Basri, Gary Gastani, and many more. Interesting. All right, got Big Game Number One by Image Comics with censored covers. I don't know what's the deal with censored stuff. But miniseries premiere, the comics event of the summer is here. Okay, this is so top secret, we can't even show you the main cover because it spoils something massive. Just trust us when we say that this is going to be the comic book event of 2023, and it's not what you're expecting. Does the crossover really go that wide? Yes, it does. Big Game pulls together Kick-Ass, Kingsman, Nemesis, The Magic Order, and all the Miller World franchises in one special event. This must be ordered like crazy. Yeah, they're pushing that one, aren't they? <laughs> but yeah. Mark Miller. Millar. Hey, he does an awesome job with most things he puts his hands on. So might have to see what's up with that. I'm really curious about the cover now. <laughs> That's a good way to suck you in, though. You can see that working. There we got Blade Volume 4, number one. I thought they started the new Blade, but that must, that must be under a different name with the female Blade, the daughter of Blade. All right. It's by Marvel Comics. Lots of covers to choose from. Marvel's sickest 
slickest vampire hunter returns in a brand new ongoing by Brian Hill and Elena Casgrande. True evil is patient, and the dark, ancient power has been simmering quietly for centuries. And when Blade himself is the one to unknowingly unleash it, Marvel's entire supernatural underworld will come out of the hide- of hiding to demand the handle, to demand he handle it, or pay a pound of flesh for his mistakes. Bloodbath, blackmail, and blade—you won't want to miss this explosive first issue of the new volume. It doesn't sound that like it's anything special happening. So I'm not sure if I want to pick that up or not. We'll see. Got Blakemore number one of two by Advent Comics. A new nightmare wakes the city that never sleeps in the follow-up to the Blakemore motion picture. Blakemore investigates a rash of seemingly unrelated missing persons only to find out a supernatural force has targeted the city. I know nothing about the Blakemore movie or series or whatever it was so i don't know much about that with that description we got brazilian wax number one by stone church press there are comics then there are brazilian underground comics a first of its kind anthology gathering works by several of brazil's most dynamic contemporary cartoonists Brazilian Wax is an adults-only trip to the core of the country's vital underground scene, featuring stories and art by Doug Firmino, Fabio Varmelho, Vinicius Lobo, Donadora, Roberta Rowe, Araim Sortado, and there's a lot of people. Uh, It's... Translated for English-speaking readers, Brazilian Wax delivers a many-flavored cocktail representing the singular richness of a comics underground, a world away from anything you've seen before. Mandabala. Could be interesting. They switched. I'd know more about what stories were in it. Then it would be easier. Is there going to be a, a variety of stories? How many stories? Stuff like that. We got Berserker. Poetry of Mad- Madras. I can't talk all of so I'm going to take a break after this. Berserker. Poetry of Madness. Number one. One shot by Boom Studios. A sea of gore and devastation awaits. As B, through a fateful chance encounter safeguards the advanced and ancient realm of Atlantis as its unstoppable protector. But a sickly king serves as a symbol for the rot inside. As the security and bliss created through bees' violence is shallow, the cracks created by a secret cult might spell a monstrous end for the legendary city, one beyond even bees' ability to save. Renowned filmmaker and record-shattering comic creator Keanu Reeves joins acclaimed writer and artist Steve Scrosh for a one-shot special that fans of Lovecraftian horror would be mad to miss. And this kind of bums me out. I will check it out because it's Berserker-related. 
But it's like now we're going into Atlantean lore and stuff like that. I kind of liked it more with the current basis that we are dealing with and instead of bringing in lore into the series. But yeah, I'm going to end it here and I'll get back with more stuff soon. All right, we got some more stuff for you to check out in the future. Buildings are barking. Diane Newman. Nope. Memoriam by Fantagraphics. Sorry about that. Had to answer somebody. The buildings are barking is Bill Griffith's tender, poetic, deeply felt comics tribute to his wife. Lifelong partner, muse, copy editor, and fellow cartoonist Diane Newman. I'm still unable to accept her death. I relive all 49 of our years together every day. How could anyone so alive, so funny, so lovely be gone? Who am I without her? Griffith summons all of his comics-making expertise in order to bring his beloved Diane back to life in a remarkable act of mourning and memory. That's a nice way to do it. I know how he feels. Well, I don't know how he feels, but I would, would be in his his shoes if that happened to me. It's like, hopefully I go first. <laughs> no, it's selfish. Yeah, Captain Marvel Dark Tempest, number one by Marvel Comics. Cover A is pretty cool looking. <clears throat> grab some water. Earth's Mightiest. After facing off against the Brood with the X-Men and losing someone she holds dear, Carol Danvers needs a break. She's not about to get it now. A slinky new cosmic threat comes for Earth's Mightiest, and they know just who to recruit to really wreck Carol's world. A surprise legacy villain. Join industry legend Anne Nassetti, an artist Paolo Villano or Nelly of Star Wars Bounty Hunters fame as they take the torch from Kelly Thompson's record-breaking run and slingshot Captain Marvel from the Harpswell sound to the far reaches of the galaxy. Oof, that was a rough one. Charm City number one by Scout Comics. The Baltimore police are baffled when a Ravens cheerleader is found floating in the inner harbor with an arcane symbol carved onto her corpse. And only Alicia, singer, music blogger at the Baltimore Sun, knows what it means that a serial killer is targeting Baltimore's underground witching community. Alicia, an excommunicated witch, or an excommunicated witch, who no longer uses magic, must decide, take the case and confront her estranged family and long-buried demons, or risk more bodies piling up. Still running on the witch thing. I can see that going for a while. Children of the Comet, number one of five by Sumerian Comics. 
A new series set in the world of You Promised Me Darkness and Follow Me Into the Darkness, ten years after the events of Follow, Sage and the Children of the Comet live prosperously in New Calissimo. But one day before the birthday of Miracle, the daughter of Sage and Diversa, New threats appear, and the children of the comet must go into action again. Satanist psychedelic dimensions, chihuahuas that shoot laser beams from their eyes, a deadly villain who wakes up after many years of being asleep, and many other oddities. Welcome back to Colosimo, where everything is weird. (laughs) All right. CIH presents War in Hell One Shot by Aardvark Vanaheim. Were you confused in the spring of 2022 when war broke out between Ukraine and Russia? Can't find Europe on a map? Say what? It's okay. We weren't paying attention either. But fortunately, Fox News Gahina has been on the case right from the start. Journey back to those exciting days of around 18 months ago. Meet Kent Olson, if you haven't already met him, and his first cousin, thrice removed Olson Kent. You haven't already met him, as they gravel at the feet of the Friedrich Wilhelm Nitschke, who will deliver his first incomplimentous remarks since the 19th century. Plus, don't you dare miss the things you don't dare miss. Commercial real estate drama. Yeah, you can have that cerebrus and hell shit. <laughs> okay, and read what the hell they're writing, more or less. Get into reading it, checking it out. Claudia Christian's Dark Legacies, number one by Scratch Comics. The Expanse meets the Terminator meet Blade Runner in this third-hitting action sci-fi thriller created by Babylon 5 actor Claudia Christian. At this point in time, Earth is emerging from a dystopian past, moving from a brutal governmental regime to democracy. Commander Jessica Steele finds herself caught in a web of intrigue as the legacies of the totalitarian past surround her. Dark secrets are uncovered, and all hell is let loose in this all-action blockbuster. With pulse-pounding art by 2000 AD DC Comics and Marvel Comics artist Staz Johnson, we meet a vengeful cyborg, secretive scientist, and good old-fashioned heroes in this first issue, ending in a character reveal that'll make picking up issue number two a no-brainer. Uh, try one more here. I might have to go grab my water. Yeah, stupid MS hug starting. That's what I get for doing planting. All right, we got Cocaine Kaiju Sketchbook One Shot Black Edition by Antarctic Press. Got a lot of newfound energy and maybe some recent movie based inspiration. I guess from Cocaine Bear. And you're not sure how to channel it. Grab yourself one of these top quality sketchbooks. Cut with cut with from the purest paper sources. 
Roll up your sleeves and go to town. The next monster hit could be yours. So it's just a sketchbook, nothing else to it. It's actually not bad priced, considering all the sketchbooks I've been looking at are whew, tripled in price, if not more, for some reason. I'm debating on buying this shirt for the wife. They got a cocaine kaiju t-shirt by Antarctic Press, also. Then we got Conan on 105. Actually, I'm going to... Yeah, we'll see what the cat does first. Conan on 105 by Ahoy Comics. He's coming in here to check me out. He just came down from his big hike on the hill. Writer Paul Cornell and artist Marika Cresta follow an ensemble cast of media pros and fans down through the decades of America's most colossal comic book convention. Meet Eddie and Deja is inspiring or aspiring aspiring. Okay, that didn't help. Let's see, we're still recording here because the cat decided to go running across my keyboard. Those dirty muddy paws. I better check this. So I'll get back with more stuff. Alright, let's try this again. It's not this whole new setup I got is not going well because the cat likes to run across my keyboard. Which he's got his own cat tower right here by a window. I figured that would be perfect for him. Someone keeps calling my phone, which I don't know who the hell they are. Same number. <laughs> uh, just uh, People annoy me. All right. Let's see here where we left off. It was Conan on number one of five by Ahoy Comics, was what I was trying to talk about last. Writer Paul Cornell and artist Marika Cresta Follow an ensemble cast of media pros and fans down through the decades of America's most colossal, colossal comic book convention. Meet Eddie and Deja, aspiring comics talents whose ambitions threaten to tear their friendship apart. Anthony, Don, and Finn, brilliant, boozy, bombastic British creators, and all of the crusty editors forgotten TV stars, and enthusiastic fans who make the convention experience memorable year after year. This book kicks off the fifth anniversary of Ahoy Comics, featuring the company's usual assortment of extra prose stories and illustrations. So what's up? It's just a regular con, and these two are just going to argue because they're creators with different perspectives. And number one... You're best off working by yourself, unless you're doing side things for someone else. But it very rarely goes well having a partner. It's just something goes wrong in the future, and then you have issues. It's just easier to work by yourself as your main point of your of your lifestyle, your <laughs> work relationship. Conan the Barbarian, Volume 5, Number 1 by Titan Comics. 
Robert E. Howard's legendary Conan is back in a tale, new tale of bravery and heroism. Conan the Barbarian Free Comic Book Day edition leads into the debut issue. Years after the Battle of Venarium, a weary Conan returns to his homeland to seek rest and solitude. However, a mysterious scout rides in to warn the Sumerians of an imminent threat on the march for the Pictish wilderness. Will Conan and his new ally be able to hold off this new horde of invaders? I know a lot of people that are interested in that. I'm not a huge Conan fan anymore. I used to be in my younger days. But yeah, I don't know. Might have to pick it up though just for the relevantness of it all. The history of Conan just to see where they're going with this new storyline. Got cover of Darkness Revelations by SourcePoint Press. Legendary artist Rags Morales joins the Cover of Darkness universe. Uncover the secret origins of the first Viking werewolf illustrated by SourcePoint Press EIC Joshua Werner. Classic horror meets Greek mythology in this anthology collecting three gruesome tales featuring the twisted reimagined beginnings of the Minotaur, Medusa, and werewolves. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Might have to check that one out. I did did enjoy the cover of Darkness stuff, that vampire-related stuff that I checked out. This might be worth seeing where it's going to go. Looks like it'll be... Well, it might be all three in one story the way it looks. This doesn't have an issue number. All right, we got Crash Down number one of three by What Not Publishing. Cover by series artist Ben Temple Templesmith, known for his work with IDW, Image, Oni Press, Dark Horse, and more. Tom Garcia and Ryan Sargent, the host of the Comic Tom 101 YouTube channel with over 12 million views, team up with legendary horror artist Ben Templesmith. For, his, for this three-issue story of suspense and survival, equal parts lost and alien, with Lovecraftian twist, Crashdown delivers a dark vision of our world's final days. The Earth is dead. Humanity's last hope is the distance, distant planet Empyrean, and the ship full of colonists ready to repopulate our civilization. But what happens when their new home doesn't want them there? And it fights back. I sure as hell wouldn't want us there. We're just going to just destroy it like we destroy everything else. You got Crestar and Night Stallion. (laughs) Number one of five by Diamond Publications. Interesting names. In a Detroit teetering on the edge of destruction... Crestar, a battle-worn vigilante, discovers a young man with superhuman abilities. Coming to be known as the Night Stallion, this new hero fears only one thing, his Arab mother. 
I think you might want to fear your new partner too, because he's all excited too that he's got a little sidekick kind of Batman-ish here. <laughs> all right. We got Death Comes for Toymaker number one by Scout Comics. A non-stop title. Death Comes for Us All. <clears throat> Excuse me. But for Gil the Toymaker, the visits visit is a real tragedy. Every year the holiday gift giver is forced to do the work of death, carrying a list of ready-to-harvest souls alongside the naughty list and nice list. As the toy maker reflects on the relationship he had with death for several millennia, an associate reveals a scheme that may just put an end to death's contract, and perhaps death himself. <clears throat> and can we have life without death? I mean, think about it. Can't just keep repopulating Earth if we ain't going to get rid of a few. Because there is just too many already. <laughs> Death of Venomverse, number one, by Marvel Comics. Look for more information in the future, I guess. That's what they tell us. Got Devil Tree, number one. Got Peach Momoko, limited edition cover. Don't know why it's a limited edition cover if it's a cover and just there. But Back in the 1970s, a series of bizarre incidents occurred at what has since been known as the Devil Tree. Beneath this ancient Denzian, evil was wrought by a sick serial killer, calling upon forces most evil and dark. People were hung there, and bodies buried there, exhumed by police, overcome by superstition. Some tried to cut down the tree to no avail. Since then, it has stood in a remote section of a local park, left to its own devices, quiet in its eerie repose. Limited print run to only 1,500 copies. Yeah, I don't know why you do that. That's just stupid. If you got a chance to sell more, why limit it? But, yeah, not sure why they do that. Anyway, I'm going to end this here and figure out why this person keeps calling and get that done with so the damn phone shuts off. And then I'll get back to more stuff in a little bit. I guess that was just some other <laughs> spam number that called. It's not the same one that called twice before. But, and someone called the home phone. It's just like. Our landline was out for almost a month, and now today it's ringing like crazy. All right, let's get back to this, see how far we can get before the phone rings again. We got Doctor Who Doomsday, number one, by Titan Comics. 24 hours to live, 24 hours to kill, doom. This lonely assassin from the 51st century is hunting for her survival, and there's only one person who can save her, the Doctor. Using her vortex manipulator, she'll do anything to find the tempestuous time traveler, including cavorting with the malevolent Missy. Every hour a new adventure, every hour closer to death. I don't know nothing about Doctor Who. I think, if anything, I watched about 15 minutes of an episode once. That's about it. So. 
Dusheen Smile One-Shot by Blood Moon Comics. Doctor and researcher Guillaume Dusheen de Balloon became obsessed with smiles. His electrical experiments allowed him to conclude that a truly happy smile is formed not only by the muscles of the mouth, but also by those of the eyes. That kind of a smile is called Duchenne smile. Many researchers have suggested that the Duchenne smile indicates spontaneous and genuine emotions since most people cannot contract the orbicularis muscle at will. Duchenne's Smile is a psychological horror thriller that addresses the traumas of those who, in the abandonment of their own mind, can only glimpse at their dark past. Interesting. Yeah, Fallen Friend, number one one-shot by Marvel Comics. All Will Be Revealed, 53123. That's all they're telling us. So you're going to have to come back on May 31st to find out more about that. Far South, The Great Union Score by Fair Square Comics LC. Whatever the hell happens in the Far South stays in the Far South. Montoya's bar has been it, has seen it all. Everyone who lives in the area frequents it. And those who don't, won't take long to do so. Everyone's a regular. Scoundrels, prostitutes, thieves, truckers, and bandits. There's wine and grappa to last for ages. Darkness is the only color you see there. So when the police is looking for a culprit, they know where to knock first. The hard-boiled, brutal land of the monsters and guachos continues to unfold. A best-selling international author... Rodolfo Santulo, and the old guard superstar artist Leandro Fernandez present a new set of blood-soaked noir tales. A must-read for fans of gritty crime fiction, featuring covers by revered artist Eduardo Risi and Martiz Barjara. Saying that just brings up Bam Majira in my head. Uh, you got Fish Flies, number one, by Image Comics. Interesting name. Miniseries premiere, Jeff Lemire, brings you a new tale of small-town surrealist horror in the special extra-length debut issue. When a brutal and violent crime puts the life of an innocent teenage boy in the balance, it sets off a chain of events in bucolic. Bell River, Ontario, that will permanently change several residents' lives. And as the manhunt heats up, a lonely girl named Franny Fox will form an unlikely friendship with a fugitive that leads them on an odyssey of discovery and redemption. I figured maybe that would peel off from the Sweet Tooth series that I know they're doing the third and final season I think right now on Netflix is it and this per Jeff Lemire's part of the Sweet Tooth little franchise thing that's going on so thought maybe that would be pulling from there but I guess not 
Yeah, Gargoyles Dark Ages number one by Dynamite Entertainment. In this <coughs> excuse me. In this brand new miniseries, Gargoyles creator Greg Wiseman and artist Drew Moss returned to the long lost era when humans and gargoyles lived in harmony. But in a world ruled by superstition and the sword, monsters come in all shapes and sizes. Forces of evil from both outside and within are threatening to destroy this precarious peace with consequences that will reverberate down through the centuries and into the present day. Featuring high-quality cardstock on every cover, this limited series debuts with a special 24-page main story, and every 40-page issue will include a new illustrated text story by Greg Wiseman. I'm Dudesy. Hey! We're Dudesy. <laughs> Check out Dudesy. AI. Dudesy. <laughs> that was just Dudesy stuff I added in the end. It kind of sounded to me like Dudesy. Will Sasso's podcast with the AI unit that tells them what to do. It's pretty funny if you never checked it out. Check it out. All right, you got Gene Simmons, but. First, make sure you check out Under the Cult a little bit. <laughs> Gene Simmons' Dominatrix, Volume 2, Number 1. I don't remember I'm having it at Volume 1. That must have been digital, maybe? I don't know. It's by Opus Comics. From the mind of the legendary Gene Simmons comes an epic action epic flavored with fetish fantasy. Dominique Stern is used to making people hurt, but they always ask for it first. When one of her sessions is interrupted by mysterious agents who seem to have hyper strength, Dom's narrow escape leads her down the rabbit hole of a global conspiracy. Based on a story by Gene Simmons, with scripts by Holly Interlandi, and art by S.L. Gallant and Maria Keane, just have to check it out. Kind of feel like that the layout of the name looks familiar, but I don't know. We got Grim Fairy Tales presents Swimsuit Edition 2023 One Shot by Xenoscope Entertainment. Just in time for summer comes the Grim Fairy Tales 2023 Swimsuit Special. Get ready to check out all of your favorite Grim Universe heroines and villainesses. Soaking up the sun while wearing the season's hottest swimsuit fashions. Many of the industry's top artists contribute gorgeous pinups of the Grim Universe's most popular female characters in this stunning collection. Also includes a never before published Grim Fairy Tales short story. See, that's how you do it, Street Fighter. You put in the short story and then you get a sale. <laughs> Right, we got Godzilla. Go to go, Godzilla. Monsters and Protectors Summer Smash Number One One Shot by IDW Publishing. Ah, summer vacation. Cedric's ready for sunny beaches, cool drinks, and not being at school. Nothing could go wrong, short of a zillion invasion. Between alien attacks, maybe evil robots and the return of the scariest monster Cedric's ever had to face, it's going to take him, his friends, and all Earth's protectors to fight back. If only they could find Godzilla. 
an extra length one shot completing the Godzilla Monsters and Protectors story started in the critically acclaimed Rise Up and All Hail the King series. Reuniting Eric Burnham, Dan Schoening, and Luis Antonio Delgado in the perfect Godzilla adventure for middle graders, all ages. Go, go, Godzilla. Good comics for bad people, an extra fabulous collection hardcover by Image Comics. Zach Stafford's comic comics find a way to combine extreme absurdity and real honest emotion in a way that is endlessly fascinating to me. Nathan Pyle said that. I didn't know I was reading a quote, otherwise I wouldn't have read that. For fans of Strange Planet, Mr. Lovestein Lubinstein presents Failure and the Sarah's Scribbles Collection. Master of the hilarious, unpredictable, and just plain weird Zach Stafford's Good Comics for Bad People marks his graphic novel debut and features all the laughter, absurdity, and bodily fluids that have made his worldwide mega-hit webcomic so infamous. Includes all your favorite extra-fabulous comics, plus book-exclusive comics that can be found online, and an introduction to Sarah Anderson, the mastermind behind Sarah's Scribbles. Uh, all that talking about people, you could have talked more about what it was. Yeah, Grew in the Wild, number one, by Dark Horse Comics. Grew the Wanderer is back, and stupider than ever, which is pretty stupid. In this, his latest miniseries, he tries to figure out the dumb way human beings attempt to coexist with animals on this planet. And if we can't figure out how to do that, what chance does the guy with cheese dip for brains have? <clears throat> I gotta take a drink of water here. So take one if you got it. <clears throat> it's a little better. Not too much. <laughs> Excuse me. Alright. <clears throat> ah, just can't get this dry raspiness out. Got Gunbreed, number one of five, by Blood Moon Comics. A grudge is a, is a terrible thing to die for, but a hell of a reason to come back from the dead. Gunbreed is a supernatural western anthology about Powder Kane, a sheriff who witnesses the killing of his son and the people of his town at the hands of a criminal gang that practices black magic. After coming back from the dead himself, Powder Kane protects his ghost town from demons and monsters, creeping from hell. This issue features the stories Soul Search, Night of the Breaker Boys, Wagon, and A Full House of Gods. That's a five-issue run. I just ain't into the westerns anymore, it's, except for Gunslinger. You give me Gunslinger Spawn? Yeah, I'm happy with that. I just... No, oh. and I see they are bringing uh, Western style storylines back lately too. So. TV and entertainment. Hack slash versus Seance Room by Source Point Press. 
Cassie Hack and Vlad guest star in this issue where Harry puts his true and tried style of mental torment up against Cassie's good old-fashioned cut-off heads. First and ask... Okay, let's say that part. It's all put together. Casey's good old-fashioned cut-off heads first and ask questions later style. The world of horror will never be the same. Perhaps even Casey and Vlad will come out of the seance room change. Really, we don't want to change them. I like them just the way they are. But this is going to be a single issue. I will have to pick it up. It doesn't have a number, so that's what I'm guessing. I love that Harley's getting her version of this finally. You got Harley Quinn, Black, White, Redder, number one by DC Comics. Written by Chip Zdarsky, Leah Williams, Paul Shear, and Nick Giovanetti. Art by Kevin McGuire, Natasha Bustos, and Tom Riley. The bloody brilliance of 2020's Harvey-nominated Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red deserved an encore this time in print periodical. I guess she did have hers already. <laughs> I should have remembered it. In this all-new miniseries, 18 short tales of Gotham's most unpredictable anti-hero unspool in black, white, and red ink because she's never seen the world in just black and white. In this issue, comedic legends... They made us say that Chip Zdarsky and Kevin McGuire team up to send Harley and Ivy deep into the heart of the Fortress of Solitude. Leah Williams and Natasha Butos reveal Harley's teenage past as a high-flying gymnast with vengeance on her mind. And actor Paul Shear joins co-writer Nick Giovanetti and artist Tom Riley to send former Joker sidekicks Harley and Gaggy Gagsworthy on a heist that's worth the risk. But can the pair walk out on their vendetta in 30 seconds flat when they feel the heat around the corner? I'll have to read it to find out. I know I will be. We got Hot Girl, Volume 2, Number 1, by DC Comics. Soaring to new heights and battling new foes. Kendra Saunders, the winged warrior better known as Hot Girl, has been one of the DCU's greatest heroes for a long time, serving as a member of both the Justice League and the Justice Society. But with the Justice League disbanded, Kendra decides she needs a fresh start and heads to Metropolis to begin a new life. That life is quickly interrupted by a mysterious villain with a powerful connection to the to a ninth metal that makes up Hawkgirl's wings and weapons. A brand new adventure with sky-high action, adventure, and intrigue begins here by Jazia Axelrod and Amancy Newelpon. I know I wrecked those names. All right. Got Hellboy and the BPRD 1957 from below number one one shot. Oh, this is a resolicitation. So if you missed it the first time around, Here's your chance to get it, but Hellboy, Hellboy Professor Brutenholm and BPRD agent Archie Moraro investigate an abandoned sawmill that is rumored to be haunted. But when they get there, an unexpected discovery reveals an even stranger source for the rumors. 
Hellboy creator Mike McNoll and longtime collaborator Chris Robertson team up with artist Mike Norton and colorist Dave Stewart for a new story of strange doings. I wonder why Bruton Holmes part of the crew now. I thought he was a bad guy. At Hellboy and the BPRD, Secret of the Chesbro House and Others trade paperback by Dark Horse Comics. Fellow Hellboy through haunted, or follow Hellboy through haunted houses to ghostly Budapest. And even into ancient Greece as he battles ghosts, settles supernatural family feuds, and comes face to face. The goddess of Aphrodite. Rediscovers some of the most beloved Hellboy and BPRD stories, including The Secret of Chesboro House, Night of the Cyclops, One Man Whittier. Time is a River, and connected short story, The Miser's Gift. You can also follow our Hellboy podcast through Crimson Call Comic Club. Been doing that this year. Rereading, well, reading for the first time, or rereading Hellboy. Uh, we're going by the library edition, but... At least two of us are. I'm going by the omnibus. So I'm missing out on some of the stories that they have in their editions. But Hunger and the Dusk, number one, by IDW Publishing. Hugo and World Fantasy Award-winning writer G. Willow Wilson and all-star artist Chris Wild Goose invite readers to experience Love on the Brink of Extinction in their new ongoing high fantasy tour de force. I'm starting to think that these writers and artists display these own names for them. I've never heard of them. <laughs> in a dying world, only humans and orcs remain mortal enemies battling for territory and political advantage. But when a group of fearsome ancient humanoids known as the Van Gogh Arrive from across the sea, the two struggling civilizations are forced into a fragile alliance to protect what they have built. As a gesture of his commitment to the case, or to the cause, and to the relief of his bride-to-be, Baron Stonebeck, the most powerful orc overlord, Troth Icemane sends his beloved cousin Terra, a high-ranking young healer, to fight alongside brash human commander Colum Battlechild and his company of warriors. With a crisis looming, the success of this unlikely pair's partnership and the survival of their peoples will depend on their ability to unlearn a lifetime of antagonistic instincts towards one another and rise above the sting of heartbreak. It's mature. It just... I almost fell asleep reading that one. I got Hunt Leviathan's One Shot by Blood Moon Comics. Man and Beast were never meant to coexist. Shortly after a lung dragon appeared on the banks of the Wang He River, the birthplace of ancient China, reports of similar encounters spread like wildfire around the globe. In the blink of an eye, colossal beasts infested the world at the throes of the age of leviathans. Humankind had no choice but to adapt to this new world. In the American Southwest, hunters on horseback 
incorporated bullfighting techniques to conquer a lost frontier. In Laredo, two such hunters entertained crowds at a monster rodeo. An opportune offer will have them on the hunt for an elusive beast in northern Mexico, while reminding them that an easy job is never quite that easy. Like I said, more western stuff. Western cross with sci-fi, maybe. Uh, we got Immortal Ascension, number one of two by Fair Square Comics, LLC. What if an Electra type of character was thrown in an arcade game fighting style adventure? She'd be the god killer. Why? Gear up for an epic tale of redemption and combat. Meet Rose, once known as the god killer. A fierce warrior who's seen it all. From brutal brutal beatdowns to painful punishments, now seeking peace and solitude, she's about to face her biggest challenge yet. As a master of the art of combat, she'll need to level up and rescue her students from the monstrous hell ghouls gain. The comic debut of American writer, cinematographer, and musician David Chiza with art and color by Argentine storyteller Christian Rossi, Immortal Ascension will take readers on a wild ride with action-packed scenes that will have them button-mashing for more. This the ultimate beat-them-up-for-comic-book collectors with covers by... Oh, yeah. Figure out your covers, because you only got one cover that's showing here, so I don't know why you're talking about covers, but... Yeah, not grabbing me. We got Impact Winter Rook number one one shot by Im- Image Comics, an excellent addition to your vampire library. AIPT, hundreds of years before a comet hit Earth and created a cold, dark world ruled by vampires, a wandering Roman centurion saved a woman from being sacrificed by druids. Honor bound to return. Veneer to her homeland, Rook embarked on a journey across ancient Britain, where all manner of human and inhuman creatures dwelled, but none more dangerous than the demon he'd sworn himself to. From creator Travis Beecham and artist Andrea Milana comes a new official prequel to the hit Audible original. Impact Winter, I recognize that name. I feel like I checked it out and I don't remember. They have an Incredible Hulk number 180, the simile edition by Marvel Comics and number 181. If you're into those remakes, yeah, Yakin and the Olympians number one by Band of Bards. Zeus and his pantheon have been wiped out by the titans of myth. Yaskin Mukai and her genetically engineered demigoddess friends use divine technology to protect the remnants of humanity aboard the starship Olympia as they quest to find a legendary Colossi. Humanity's last hope is Yaskin, Yaskin and the Olympians. All audiences, woman-led sci-fi action-adventure double issue that mixes giant mechs in a space opera epic with the fast-paced manga-influenced comics. 
Yeah. Mechs are another thing that's been popping up a lot. All right, where are we at here? Yeah, we got enough time for maybe a couple more yet. We got Joker 1 Operation, Joker Volume 1 Trade Paperback by DC Comics. After a fateful, the Joker like you've never seen him before, as a single father. After a fateful encounter with Batman that results in the Dark Knight de-aging to a baby, Joker takes it upon himself to raise the child into the Crusader of Justice. But does the clown prince of crime really understand what it means to be Batman? Or more importantly, what it means to raise a baby all by yourself? Everyone needs a babysitter who makes them laugh, right? Yeah, that's not a weird story at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, we got Cayman America, Success and noble, Nobleness, One Shot by Antarctic Press. The fifth volume, volume of the Cayman America series starts a brand new saga. As Carly and the Cayman Corpse rise to newfound respect and fame, giant robots start appearing and wreaking havoc across the globe. A henshin hero team, the Zanirangirs. Why are they using these words that are so hard to pronounce? Appears out of nowhere and stands dedicated to stopping these malevolent machines. But what is their true intent? Cayman America, Cayman Comet, Comet, Cayman Ramen, and Cayman Victory will have to combine their powers in new and creative ways to face a threat more powerful than any they have encountered so far. Nope. Not having it. Don't like weird words in my storylines and weird names. Alright. I'll do one more here. Kent Menace Quarterly Number 1 by Brilliant Enterprise LLC. He is known by many names. Mysterious Mariner, Supernatural Sailor, Weird Hero. He is Kent Menace, two-fisted sailor of the limitless Pangean Sea and four-color comic book hero turned reality champ, reality's champion. And he once again takes up his mystical harpoon, the Triton Blade, to fight the good fight across time and reality in 2023. Overseen by art director Belinda Miller, chronicling some of his greatest moments will be co-creators Scott Braden and Mike Melboro, as well as John Charles, Frank Fosco, Marty Carrazer, Mark Hare, Dan Lawless, Tom Newell, and blah, 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 blah. Lots of people are going to be part of this book. And so what, we're going to have 500 stories in it? Or are we just going to, I don't know. I just, some of these collaborations are just a little too much. But hey, check it out. <laughs> Coming back with a big, long, interesting thing of lots of similar items from DC Comics. Right after this. <laughs> 